So if you have any reflections, comments, questions, um, please share. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to take, because I have this mic right here. Sure. I'm going to start. Okay. Because, I mean, we had a very nice triad mm -hmm. and um, a couple things were said. So, I mean, it, and it may have come out in the guidance that I was doing before that, but while there was a lot of deep sadness and, and grief that was present for your presentation. Something that came out and, and, and was reinforced in the triad was your comment, Steve, about joy and how key that is in the context of all this, that if we forget about joy and are just kind of uh, steeped in sadness and grief, nothing will ever get done. And so really, you know, remembering how important that aspect of practice is, that aspect of our life, we need both. And, uh, you know, as devastating as all the data is, we need to balance that out with the joy as well. So I, I deeply appreciated that aspect of your talk. So I yield the mic. It remind me of, um, I remember early on meditating that Sharon Salzberg said, when you cry, cry with your whole heart, and when you laugh, laugh with your whole heart. The other thing that was reassuring on my way down here, I don't know if anybody saw this news, but um, during the climate summit in Spain, uh, France, at least, has decided they've reached an agreement with the states in Brazil in which the rainforest exists. So Brazil is like this country, right? It has states. And so at least France has, is dedicating a certain amount of, like all the money that he was offering to Brazil originally, Macron, he's actually going to give it directly to the states that are most affected by the rainforest, who care about the rainforest. And, uh, and he's trying to enlist the other European countries. So that was a somewhat good news. Um, so just thought I'd put that out. Thank you, Steve. I, I know you from our other group, uh, but I've never heard you speak about the birds the way you did tonight. And um, as I said to my group here, I know this wasn't the effect that it was supposed to bring out, but I did fall into a kind of a despair and a real despondency in spite of my years of activism as an environmentalist and saving the animals and being vegan and I don't know why but somehow the species of birds have escaped my my concept of of what needs to to be saved as well and I was just thinking I I got priced out of Manhattan and as Lynn knows I I live in God's land in Brooklyn and it's really deep in the hood but I live in a project that has well-kept lawns and little hills and, and all kinds of trees about it. And the geese from Canada actually come to the meadow there twice a year to feed. Why would they come to the hood? I don't understand it. But they're there every year, and I really do appreciate them. And when I think of adding 
John just said and, and balancing joy with it, I get joy out of that. And I think I'm definitely going to do, I am going to do some more investigation into the birds. So I appreciate it very much, even though I was saddened by it. I, I, I really think that it was something I really needed to hear, and I appreciate your presentation. Thank you. My question uh, is bird migrant related. Um, this morning, I'm looking at the birds, and I have bird seed on my front lawn that my, my dad put there in front of his peace sign. And is that encouraging them to stay when they're supposed to fly south? Like, is that helping, or is that? Yeah, when they're supposed to fly south, is it like saying, like, hey, you know, it's safe to stay here, but it's going to be freezing soon, and they could die. So is it like, should I discourage his bird feed? My mom says that they're going to stay, so we should feed them. And, I, and I, I'm for that. I just don't know which one's right. I think uh, it made me appreciate the estuaries and marshland that a lot of time we deem as useless. Um, is how important it is. I remember, I think a year or two ago, we used we went to the Jamaica Wildlife Preserve. Jamaica I, Bay. Yeah, Jamaica Bay Wildlife Preserve. Um, and it's only 45 minutes away, but it's a, you know, a land that's amazing for birding and seeing the migrations and that piece of land, preserving that piece of land has helped that migration path. So just leaving those lands alone, it's just, I really come to appreciate that. Steve, Central Park is like a major migration layover, right? It's considered to be one of the 10 best places to bird in the United States and in North America because birds migrate at night. And when they, when they come down to feed, they're looking for the birds that are migrating. Most of them are in, looking for insects to eat. So you can see the insects fly over Manhattan. The green there is. It's, uh, Central Park is a very concentrated area. However, I taught at PS11 over on West 21st Street, which would be the night and we just had trees in the playground. All those warblers that I quickly went through and saw, my students saw over the years in the trees in the playground. So all you need to do is keep your ears open, you know, listening, your eyes aware, and you won't see all just these little brown jobs, sparrows, you'll see, you'll see a lot more. I didn't realize that LBJ was a, uh, an official title. I, I thought that was my mom who made that up. <laughs> she, must, she must have been a birder. Well, she probably went on a couple of bird watching things, but I just, I thought it was so cute when she said that, and I was like, <laughs> it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Um, just a little plug, um, Steve and I are planning to do a Central Park birding event in next April during oh, the migration season. Great. I was, I was hoping that would. Um, and it just what also came up in, in, with me and my group, um, well, two things. One is just paying more attention to the birds, even the pigeons, you know, which are fascinating. Um, and then the other thing that 
in the guidance that I gave before, in the meditation before, you know, we see birds as objects. And we you know, are the subject that's looking at the object. But they don't see us as objects and themselves as subjects. They're just experiencing the world and the ecosystem of the world of which we are moving in. Um, and so the next time you start, you know, the next time you observe a bird, don't observe, don't, don't think of yourself as the subject looking at the object. Just see the bird. See the bird as, as the Buddha taught. You know, seeing is just the same. There's no you doing the same. And as we let go of that differentiation, then the level of appreciation, the level of connection, which Steve so beautifully pointed to, becomes really embodied. So take that in as, as we go forth. Any other comments? Anybody who haven't spoken yet? One, each side. You first, and then the, the, mic, the mic's right there. No ego. I, I like to talk. Uh, it's the back row, but the mic is better. Um, we didn't follow the exercise from the jump. We got to know each other and relaxed. I'll just share what we talked about quickly. Uh, and, and for me, I'm very grateful. Uh, we talked about silence. And I talked about my appreciation for Stephen sharing what it was like to be a boy in the woods. And maybe something other people have heard or read before, and maybe I've forgotten about disappearing finally at the end of the day. There's only the mountain. And as, as, as John is saying, we're part of the birds, not separate. And um, we, he spoke about teaching and bringing silence to the students he taught at the beginning and end of the classes. And I talked about doing that a bit with stretching and whatever. I used to be a fitness trainer, and I did some teaching. Nancy talked about the inanity of, um, she happened to catch some of the hearings today. And uh, I happened to be in a court that was rather peaceful, guardianship for an elder in my family. And uh, I said, just by sharing that, we got stronger. And we said, yeah, I was feeling that. Of course, so many of us were today with these astounding number of beautiful birds knocking us out one after another. Um, but the inanity of what's going on, media, politics, whatever, societal, financial, all the disasters we all know about. And, and John uh, really hit me. Uh, Nancy used great words about silence. I said it was therapeutic or something. And you said it was profound be able to be silent at a retreat or any time. What was the other word? Relief. It was, thank you, a relief. I have the joy of language. I love language. She said it was a relief to be with other people that don't have to speak. It was profound. And I was floored by those words. And what John was saying when he simply said, among other things, the air, and then Lynn said that, the air. We all know it now. Let's think about it again. Um, but when John said, um, Think about 80% of the flock gone quickly. Yeah, okay. Think about 80% of the roof gone 
What do you feel? And, you know, empty. Empty from the heart, from the bones. I, uh, so it was very important for me to go there for a moment. And so I guess I've shared about as much as I share, but thank you for the time to commune with each other. Thank you. Thank you. Last, last word. Words. Almost. I was reflecting about the the precision of the sadness offered by this idea of the loss of like of that one bird and the sort of opportunity to anthropomorphize in this very um, um, holistic way of thinking about like what it is to not have a mate. Um, I also was reflecting to the group that I had recently watched a nature documentary where it felt like a lot of the anthropomorphizing was this overlay where like the music needed to tell a story and where the um, where survival was put in these really atomized terms where it was like one thing versus another thing. And, I, and it really, it felt to me like this real sadness watching it in this way that I feel like we all need to love these things, these beings for their own sake and not in terms necessarily of like it being this like love story in human terms or this... Um, survival of the, you know, this, like, difficulty of, like, each one wanting to live so badly, and, um, and, and, and sort of, I feel like one of the, the challenges for me is to both feel this, like, the precision of the loss of, like, that one bird who doesn't have a mate anymore, and also want to keep this sort of bigger picture of relating to nature as, as, as like synergistic, like a symphony of relationships and not as like small, precise beings that are, um, that are just like me, you know? And it's a, really, it's a really complex field to sort of try to hold those both. And um, I appreciate your offering. And I also, as someone who was really recently irritated by a nature documentary, like offering that as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Dana, did you have one more? Um, do have any announcements? If you want to give me your email, uh, then I can add you to our Google group. Um, send out announcements, and I'm, I'm happy to add you. I'm, I, I, I'm Tom. I coordinate. Uh, um, yeah, so there are two events coming up that I thought we'll, we'll mention. One is the um, Inside, New York Inside Dharma Rhythm on Saturday, uh, December 14th. Um, our, you know, this community doesn't do a lot of fundraising events, but Annually, uh, this is our fundraising events, and you know, eight percent of our food sanghas, like the Sacred Earth Sangha, only contribute eight percent of New York Insights income. So, majority of our, you know, income really relies on fundraising events and programming revenue. So, really, the generosity of the sangha allows uh, us to be in this space here to continue offer sits like this. So it's really important if you can come and there's good, great music from really a lot of great musicians, um, great food, vegan treats, um, and also kind of raffle, fun raffle items and experience, unique experiences like private um, meditation session with Sharon Salzberg, um, Buddha statues, and all kinds of cool stuff. So join us on that Saturday. And also Meditation Rebellion, I think, on XR is having the next Meditation Rebellion on December 21st, I think it's a Saturday. Um, so 
um, if you are called, please join that as well. And in case you missed it, tonight it's a Donna offering, an offering on the basis of generosity. We, have, we are generously here. You are all generously here. Your presence is a very generous offering. And your, your support, financial support, is also a very generous offering. It helps to support this as well as coming to Donna Williams. And um, as we move into the new year, um, it sounds like we're going to sort of take on this idea of living with minimum impact on Earth. Um, and as well as reimagining re a new world. Right. What did you set up a call? Radical imagination. Radical reimagination. Yeah. So that's the direction we're headed in. So our next Monday of the new year. What we really wanted to, you know, for Element was kind of like an introduction to reconnecting to some of the basic elements that we're experiencing and coming to a deeper connection with the earth. Uh, next year, from the minimizing our individual com com impact, as we want to, through that discussion and exploration, see into the systematic um, systems that are in place that keep us, why is it so hard? It's not, you know, Besides, you, know, you want to eliminate plastic in your life. Even you could probably eliminate like 98%, but there's just 2% that seem to can't get away from them. And why is that? Like, let's look into the system that kind of sustain all that help. And then reimagine a new world where we could not just in re envision, um, not just kind of individual changing our habits, but how can we really reimagine a new world with new systems that? Sustain the new habits. So, should be an interesting exploration with you all. Excellent op doc today on that in the New York Times on plastic. A little video op doc um, on the website. Really beautiful. Not beautiful, but important. So, let's just do a closing practice. Some of the merit that we gain being together tonight and in our practice throughout the weeks, months, and years. May that open our hearts to all beings everywhere, without exception. Beings in the air, beings in the water, beings living in the earth, on the earth, of the earth. May all beings everywhere be free from suffering and the causes of suffering, free from fear and the causes of fear. May all beings be free and may all beings find peace.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.